What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the eighth episode of Habibi Hour with your boy Amir. And today I'm joined with two of my guys, Adidi Abala and Nathaniel Levon. Say what's good, boys. All right, so normally y'all know that y'all know how my podcast usually is. I'm I'm making jokes, I'm I'm complaining about things, but given the state of the world at this point in time, I've taken it upon myself to bring up and shed light on some of the things that are going on. Okay, so I have a question for both of y'all. What do you guys think about the protesting and the murder of George Floyd and police brutality and everything that's going on in the world right now? Yeah, that's a that's an I'm sure you I'm sure you probably I'm sure we're probably all in unison about like this was like super fucked up like yeah. the fact that something like this would even happen still like we just had Ahmad Arbery in this whole thing like with this with him getting like literally hunted down and now this happens like two weeks later like this is like some shit has to some shit has to change like this this shouldn't be happening like this like so often or at all mm-hmm. <laughs> but i guess then yeah. do you guys think that like the way people are reacting is good or in any way or is it like really bad what do you guys think um i think that I think it's uh, I think it's a little more complicated than like, good or bad. I think like there are good things happening and there are bad things happening. Right. And it's hard to parse out what's good and what is bad. But um, can I can I ask what you think? Like name what you think is good and then what? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, well, like to me, right? I think there's like an obvious like racism problem here, right? And like like to me, that that should be pretty like obvious for anyone to see. But I understand that a lot of people still don't see it that way. Um, and then when it comes to protests and, and rioting, I think like at this point that's justified. And, like that's my opinion. I understand a lot of people don't think that's true, but like when you try peaceful protests and that hasn't worked and people don't like that, then how much more how much longer are you gonna go being silenced? You know what I mean? So that's my take on it for starters, I guess. Levar, what do you think? Um, yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from. Uh, I might have to disagree with some of that, though. Um, the rioting part, I don't necessarily think it's justified, as you say. I mean, I do agree that people should have the right to peaceably, you know, assemble, as it says in the Constitution, and, you know, like, believe in what they believe and hold, like, marches and stuff, but riding, like, I just don't understand, like, violence and looting stores and just, like, causing chaos. I don't think that's going to bring us to justice for George Floyd or anything um, 
of combating this problem with racism. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I get that, but I think like, like I get that, I get that viewpoint. But I think where I disagree is like, like that implies like it's either nonviolent or it is. And like we tried nonviolent protests, like like Colin Kaepernick took a knee and there was so much outrage for that, and people didn't like that. He took a knee during a national anthem and that was peaceful protest. And now, you know, four years later, we're at same we're at the same same things are happening and. You know, people are going to be fed up. Like, people are fed up, and I think that's justified. Well, I think, I think, oh, sorry. I think, um, honestly, like, I don't agree with the rioting and the protesting. I think, like, like, especially what's happening, like, some, I feel like a lot of people are taking advantage of the situation, and they're, and the looting and the protesting. Uh, like, I totally understand, like, where it's coming from and why people are so outraged, because, you know, it's been happening for so long like so long and they've tried everything and they felt like they're not being heard. You know what I mean? Like people have been having these protests for years, years. And, and, and stuff like this still happens and it's like happening so often and like they're fed up. And the thing is, like, like I said, I mean, this Ahmad Arbery thing just happened and there was some like outlash and stuff, but it wasn't like this because, you know, we, people try doing peaceful things and stuff, but look what happened two weeks later. And I guess people are like, you know what? I'm taking it upon myself to like, I need to be heard. And if this is the only way to raise a conversation, then in that way, I, I, I totally understand because look at the reaction of people. Everybody is talking about the same thing right now. Everybody. And if these riots didn't happen, it wouldn't be the case. Like, we're in the middle of a pandemic, bro. Like, bro, and, and this is this is the biggest thing all over the news, everywhere. Yeah, um, the pandemic thing, I actually think it brings up a good point. I feel like part of, as you guys are saying, like, I agree there was kind of a snap too, like people cracked. Um, as that's employed and it just like I guess sparked a big reaction which we're obviously seeing um, I think part of that maybe could be attributed to that like people were like tired of being inside for so long you know like trapped and cooped up in their houses or wherever they live right no I mean yeah. I, I could totally see how oh I did do you want to say something yeah no I was just wondering what, what you were going to say something earlier oh yeah 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 um you said, what'd you say again? So you were saying that you you don't agree with the violence, but you get why people are doing it, right? Me or me? Yeah. I, I mean, I think I think violent protest at this point is okay. Like, I think it is just Okay. And then, and then you brought up, like, the Kaepernick thing. I guess we'll hit the violence mm-hmm. first. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from, but then it also begs the question, like, how how much is too far then? Because you know what I mean. Like if you're saying okay to violence, when does when does when does the line be crossed with the violence then? Yeah, I mean, that, like, yeah, that is a difficult question. But like, I think like like there has never been a line drawn when it comes to violence against black people. Like literally every yeah. facet of society is is defined by how it's racist against. Um, people of color and most harmfully towards people of black, like people who are black. So like, I think in, when we look at, you know, poverty, that's disproportionately black and black. When we look at 
um, incarceration that's that's um, disproportionately black and brown. So like when we look at society, we see all these harmful and violent things happening to black people, and I don't think like burning down a Target is like equivalent to all of the violence and oppression that black people have faced for hundreds of years now. Yeah, like Amir, if you don't mind, I'm gonna jump in. No, go ahead, go ahead. Um, yeah, no, I get like what you're saying. They're not equal in any sense, but I also feel for like the people like who work at the Target, or maybe not even Target, but like local businesses. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're hurting. They're hurting people who aren't a cause of the problem, or like who mm-hmm. didn't hurt them. You know what I mean? I just yeah, I just have a problem with that. You know, like I understand yeah. and agree. But you're just, like, a lot of this, it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's just mm-hmm. not helping what you want to do. Instead, it's hurting yeah. people that, like, you're not against at all. Yeah, I think, I mean, look, if I don't... Um, you said, like, uh, you, you don't see how, like, burning down businesses and stuff like that is going to help, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so, like, I think we can, I think where we can all agree is, like, I don't think small businesses should be burned down. Right, like... If you are a person who's like worked your whole life to like create this business and it's a small business, like I like burning that down and, and leaving that is wrong. And I, I, I agree with that. I think like mm-hmm. when we come to the target and Nike, like these are corporations that are like gonna be okay. You know, like, right. these are multi yeah. billion dollar corporations, like Target CEO. Yeah, I heard about that out, actually. Like, a statement saying like the Target CEO said like the target's going to be okay and like they're paying all the workers like those those big companies can afford to lose that stuff and like if it's about sending a message then like i don't see a problem with that mm-hmm. happening well here's so i definitely oh sorry sorry hold on let me let me just say something really quick um what i what i think like a big a big problem is like a lot of people like especially the media is like focusing so much on like the violent protesting and the looting of certain things instead of like focusing on like all the thousands and millions of people across like America that are protesting peacefully. Like in every city, every state across the US, there are protests. But for whatever reason, the only ones that make the news are the violent ones. And and in doing that, Mm -hmm. you're painting the image of like the entire thing like as negative. And like you even have like people calling it like oh these guys are ruining everything for themselves you know what i mean and and i and i in in a sense i agree that you know looting and and doing things like that is kind of counterproductive to a certain extent i understand where it's coming from but the whole central idea and a majority a vast majority of people that are protesting against this aren't doing things like that but the media is twisting it and we're only hearing about the bad instead of the good and I think that's how, that's taking away from like the message of it. And it's like trying to like, I guess, taint what happened. And like people are more focused on the small businesses and stuff like, and like the, and the large corporations are looting as, as it should be, it should be talked about. But I think the biggest thing that should be talked about is what the hell happened? Like why they're doing this? Like there's a reason why all of this is happening to begin with. And people are focusing on the backlash as opposed to the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, the media, you're right. They like they choose to frame what we see, and then all of them are obviously 
a little biased, some more than others in some way. So that's just what we're going to get. Yeah. I think like we have seen though, like we've seen reporters like get arrested. Like, yeah, like, there, there was a video of like a, a, a cop like shooting at a reporter. Like, Oh yeah. That's that, happening that everywhere. Is, like, like, I think the mayor of Cleveland today said that like reporters aren't going to be allowed downtown. And like, I that's ridiculous. Like, has some problems with bias and all that. But, like, at the end of the day, like you need to provide people some sort of outlet to where they can see what's happening. I think like no, I mean often, I, I understand that like looters are escalating things and like that's that, but in a lot of cases, like we've seen people protest and then police come and like that causes tensions to arise. I think like if you didn't, like if you if I think you could stop the protest today if you arrested the three other officers that were there during the. Uh, when George Floyd was killed, right, and and didn't have police at these at these at these protests because what's happening is a lot of times, you know, one or two protesters will be arrested or police become very aggressive, and I think that's like right. that's kind of a fuel to the fire that that is unfortunate, but people are fed up, and I think that that's ultimately that's right. I think that brings up another point of like the justice system and like people that are doing things like that like oh yeah like there's obviously backlash and things like that and you make a good point that people are like even more angry that justice isn't being served and like this like apparently he's getting charged with third degree murder when literally like i don't know like third degree murder is classified as like basically manslaughter and manslaughter typically manslaughter typically is like you hit somebody with your car by accident if, if, or if you're drunk or something like that. This guy literally killed a man on camera. On camera. Yeah. Like he was begging for his life. Like what the hell? And and he still, he still is, is getting charged with manslaughter, not first degree murder. And then the people that were involved, the bystanders, which are honestly just as bad because they watched it all happen. How can you be a human being, in my opinion, and a cop, people that you that call so you can protect them, and then you're watching somebody die. You're watching one of your coworkers kill somebody and you're not doing anything about it? And now they're walking free? That's bullshit to me. Yeah, can I say two things real quick? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, okay, Diddy, I just wanted to go back to that one point of uh, when you're talking about like big business and big corporations. I just wanted to say one thing, then we can end with it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you said they can definitely take the hit, and they probably can because they're successful companies, but that also doesn't mean that like they're deserving of it at the same time. You know what I mean? That's just my personal mm. opinion. And then but then yeah. we'll get into like talks of like economics and all that. But we don't yeah. go into that. And then um Amir your stuff, um, I was gonna ask, do you think third degree him being charged with third degree murder and not second or first, is that an injustice in your eyes? I think it's com- honestly I think it's complete injustice. Because I mean my my whole my whole point is like nowadays, like a lot of minorities, including black people, make up the majority of federal prisons. And so a lot of the times people get charged for drug crimes or, you know, like possession of marijuana and they'll be locked up for 20 plus years. And then we have yeah, someone literally murder someone on camera 
and he's only getting charged with manslaughter? Like, that's ridiculous. And 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 given the lawyer, apparently the lawyer helped acquit some other guy that did something like that. I forgot his name, but he did the same thing. And he basically, I think he walks free now. And so given that, even if he does serve a sentence, I honestly don't, like, I, I in my eyes, he should serve life. He should serve life for what he did. Because it was cruel. It was fucking cruel what he did. Mm-hmm. And I think in my eyes, he should serve life. Okay? And and if and if he's getting charged with something like third degree murder and it's not going to equal life in prison, then I think it's a complete injustice. I don't think this guy should ever see, like, walk on a sidewalk again, honestly, after what he fucking did. Mm-hmm. Did he, yeah. Yeah, um... So a couple things. So I think, like when playing back to corporation, like I think, like to some extent, they are deserving when it comes to like how are these big corporations treating their workers, and like are they treating them fairly? In a lot of these cases, they're not. Whether it's through like low minimum wages that aren't livable, that kind of thing. But like you said, the economic argument isn't really the main focus right now. So we'll talk about that later. Right. Or we don't have to talk about it. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I do think like third degree. Is I mean, third degree means it's unintentional. Like second degree, I think, is intentional but not premeditated. And then first degree is premeditated, meaning like you planned it beforehand. Right. Um, but like I just uh, yeah, I, I like I don't think you can put your knee on someone's neck for ten minutes, like, and they're yelling, "I can't breathe." Right. And no, and, and then and then you say like, "Oh, it was an accident." Like I'm sorry. Right. Like, no, and then no, you you murdered the person in cold blood. Like, I think. And I don't know if you guys heard, sorry to, sorry to just kind of budge in, but I don't know if you guys heard, but like a lot of people are making the argument that he had premeditated health issues and he died because of that and not because someone was holding himself, his entire body weight on his neck. Like what the, for 10 minutes and he's begging, he's saying he can't breathe. And then people have the audacity to say, oh, he had heart problems. He had diabetes, whatever. He was going to die. He died because of that. I'm like, what? No, that's just insane. People that's have the audacity. And then yeah. and they're trying to defend this. How? I don't understand how you can defend some shit like this when it's all on camera. Everybody saw it. We all saw it. Yeah. And then people try to defend it. And then call all the people that are like walking out against it and making a stand and talking about it. They're calling them freaking thugs and and they're ruining the ruining society and they're nothing. They're not getting anything accomplished. I'm like, what the hell? That shit pisses me off. Like it's it's ridiculous yeah, to me. Yeah, real quick. I like the thing is like one. There's, there's the one officer who did it. There's the four officers who are, like, the three other officers who are there watching this happen. But I think the officer's name is, like, Derek Chauvin. Yeah. He had, like, 18 complaints. He's had, like, right. incidents before. Like, the culpability doesn't stop at him. It doesn't stop at the other officers. Like, the, the entire police department is, to some degree, responsible for that. And, like... I agree. Like, that's... And I think that's, like, a general problem with policing is, is that... Like, I think, it becomes, I think it takes, like, eight weeks to become a police officer. Yeah. Like, think about that. And and police are often deciding a narrative when it comes to, like, court and, you know, their witnesses to everything that happens. 
But like a lawyer goes to law school, like a lawyer has to go to school and clean an undergrad for seven years. Right. A police officer gets a badge and a gun at eight weeks. Yeah. Like, like to me, that's. I mean, like I have a different views about like what we should do about policing. That's right. I don't. I think like the true answer to solving these problems is to defund police and and not give them as much funding as they're getting. Okay. But if you're gonna have police, like eight weeks of training and giving someone a badge and a gun and saying go protect and serve people, like that's not that's that's not a recipe for success and. It's done through other things as well. Like, like police officers are like forty percent as likely, or forty. I think it's like forty percent of police officers are in homes that have domestic violence compared to like ten percent. So like, mm-hmm. there's a clear problem with like giving people power. Right. Like, giving people power without a lot of training, without right. you know, what, without a lot of the tools they need to be able to quote protect and start, you know. Well, LeVar, yeah, what do you um, think? Yeah, I was going to say, so I want to ask you, like, are you getting to the thing that the system, the system itself is, you think yeah. it's broken? Yeah, the, yeah, the system is broken. Okay. In my um, opinion. What about, so what about your thoughts on a, being a police officer in general? Do you believe that, like, the system is flawed and it teaches them, I guess? Do this, or do you think most policemen are good and there's a few minority of bad ones? Or what do you guys think? Yeah. Well, personally. Well, I mean, yeah, here I'll go, and then and then you can you can go. Right. Um, but my whole thing is, I, and I was gonna ask you guys this question because I think I think honestly, police officers are pinned and and like what's being happened, like people are hating and hating and hating on police officers when like a, a majority of them. Are, are good and and every time something happens That's if right. we're getting if we're getting robbed if someone dies you know we're damn well who police. we're calling we're calling a cop whether you like it or not you know what I mean and I think a lot yeah. of these a lot of these guys are getting such bad rep from you know like the few that the few that are mm-hmm. you know doing things like this but then again at the same time I think the system is so flawed because like I said, this guy was acquitted. He had like 18 complaints on racial grounds alone. How the hell does he still have a job after that shit? That's ridiculous to me. You're telling me that a, a, a police officer of the law that you call every time you need something and they're supposed to help you, okay, can have a job after getting 18 complaints of racial like prejudices against against civilians. That's fucking ridiculous to me mm-hmm. that he still even had a job. This shouldn't have even happened. And people like that shouldn't fucking have a job to begin with. Like I think we need I think literally the only way to solve this obviously there's no way to solve racism. There isn't. But there is a way to flesh out who the hell you give a fucking gun and badge to. You know what I mean? Giving people that that have racial prejudices, like, and even if you can't prove it at first, if they get a complaint, they should be fucking fired right on the spot because they're not, bro. America's whole thing is life, liberty, freedom. Everybody's equal, okay? The melting pot. But then you have shit like this going on, and people that don't agree with America's beliefs carrying out shit like this on other people, on other fucking Americans. It doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I just don't think these people should even like. If you get a complaint, 
Fire their fucking asses. Don't give them second chances. Because second and third chance could, could mean a, a fucking death. Like this. Again. I don't know yeah, what you, I don't know what you guys think. I think like like I think policing generally like it, it requires like I I don't think it is a productive institution. But I think like like the far left side of this argument is that like we shouldn't need police and like ideally we wouldn't need prison and like our criminal justice system is so caught up in this idea of like punishment when like our entire focus when it comes to like people who do wrong things should be on rehabilitation instead of, um, instead of, you know, putting people in jail and selling them sit. Right. But right. I think, like, yeah, we do see problems with police departments generally, you know, they, they like in Glenview, for example, we don't, like, we don't see police that much. Like we see them driving around, but like they are not intimidating the community. Like they're not, um, um, they just don't hold that much of like an active presence, right? right. That's not true. Like in, in, in other places, like they are terrorizing communities and like a lot right. of the police departments generally enable that type of behavior. And so I do think like there's a point where we can say we don't need like, we don't need as long as this much funding for police in the first place. Like when it comes to, when we're talking about coronavirus, like, like we, we had a national conversation about how doctors don't have masks, they don't have personal protective equipment, right. they don't have enough ventilators, they don't have enough um, ICU beds, like how is it then that these police officers, like every single one tear gas, like these rubber uh, bullet guns like they have tanks like how how is it that we can get to the point where like our hospitals don't have the supplies they need but at an instant, police have everything they need to suppress riots or suppress people generally and I think that's like, that's my point of view at least. Levon? Okay. Um, yeah, sorry, that was a lot. <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. Um, these are my basic thoughts. I personally support the police and the police forces. I think, I think that the majority of policemen are good and there are bad apples within the police force, which is awful, but just like there are bad people within any industry. Um, so yeah, and that's always just a hard problem to solve. And then personally, um, I, th I think it's, I think being a police officer is a hard job, like right, especially right now, but just in general, I don't think they, ha I don't think we give them enough credit as they should have, because at the end of the day, they're there to protect us and they serve the public by doing that. That's what I think. Mm. So yeah, why- I mean, like you mentioned a few, uh, you want to talk in here? No, go ahead, go ahead, go. Um, well, like, you mentioned a few, like, a few bad apples. So, like, in certain professions, like, you can't afford to have bad apples. Like, like, what, think about like airline pilots. Like, what if you said, like, an airline pilot, like, oh, there are a few bad airline pilots. Like, no, like, every airline pilot has to land the plane, you know? And, like, that has to be the case with policing, but, like, generally, when you put people in positions of power, they are likely to abuse it. And so like fundamentally that's, I think this is what is, is wrong with policing. And then what was your second point? Um, did you have another point? I, I said that like, I just said, I think uh, being a policeman is a harder job than we give them credit for. Or policemen. I mean, yeah, well, I mean like positions of like, I think when you have positions of power, like, 
you it's inevitable that it will be abused and like that that leads to the fundamental problem of policing is that majority you know people of color are are facing like oppression at the hands of the power of the police and people who have a badge and the authority to really create a narrative and, and cause cause oppression in these like Didier, can I ask you? Yeah. Do you personally trust like the police? Um, like I, I would say I don't. Like I don't trust the police. Okay. Um, like I, like I don't know. I like I don't feel like safe when a police officer is around. Like I understand. Like my experience as an Indian person is like very very different from a black person. Like right. whatever. I can't imagine what goes through a black person's mind when they see the police. But, like, right. As someone who is not pro policing, like I would don't feel safe. Well, I, I, I just wanted to I just wanted to ask you guys a question really quick. Um, so we're all for, my question, bro. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my bad. I just I just I thought I think this is kind of important. Um, I just wanted to like ask because uh, just for for the listeners right now. Um, all three of us are like people of color. Um, like I'm, I'm Palestinian and, and, and Puerto Rican, Adidas Indian and, um, Levan, where are you from again? Uh, Korean. Okay. So Levan is Korean. And, um, so I don't know if you guys were like, like how you were raised regarding like how you, like your parents told you to act around the police. Um, for me specifically, I, I mean, I was told the same things like, you know, keep your hands on the wheels, you know, like never resist, you know, mm-hmm. like don't reach for anything, always ask permission to do things because, you know, things like that do happen. And so I guess my question to you guys is, were you kind of raised in a similar way to, you know, kind of fear the police in a certain extent um, because of the things that are happening? And like, were you raised to follow certain procedures because of, I guess, the color of our skins? You want to take uh, it, Didier, or me? Um, sure, I'll take it. So, like, in my household, at least, like, it wasn't much of a discussion. Like, like I think there was a, there is an assumption that, like, if you have an interaction with a police officer, you'll be okay. And, like, I think, like, the three of us still speak from a position of privilege when it comes to that. Like, even as people of color, like, like, we don't know and we can never truly experience the black experience. Right. Like, like I like I understand like well, I yeah like same thing like put your hands on the steering wheel like don't make any like like a movement like that kind of stuff but but I but I feel like here you can continue I just want to say one thing those are all the yeah. common commonly known things like if you don't do that like that's just kind of being dumb no matter what race you are you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah but keep going keep going well yeah that that was pretty much my point because I like like we can't really speak to the black experience because we don't, the three of us don't know what that is. And like that, that mm-hmm. right. no, that kind of is, is, is forces us to try and understand that. And we, we should try and understand right. the way we really empathize and like make it, make a difference. But um, ultimately like that's not an experience we'll ever truly understand. Yeah. Um, for me, like, I guess it wasn't really a big deal and also like you said, you got to said, like you grew up in like a fortunate area. Right. Um, not many interactions with the police. But like, I've always just like learned to respect an officer, you know, what do what, like what you guys said, like 
keep hands on the wheel, just like common sense things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely know that like it's different experiences right. for uh, people in the black community. Right. I don't know if you guys know, I watched this video today. Um, do you guys know Dave Portnoy, like the bar stool founder? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw the video. Yeah, so he put out a video and basically in one part of it, he's saying like, yeah, I'm white, I grew up white. Like if there was ever a car, police car behind me, like I never had to be worried of like them pulling me over. Like obviously given that he wasn't speeding or anything. Right. And he's like, if I've ever jaywalked, I've never been scared that I'll just like get a knee in the back of my neck or something. Mm-hmm. But he's like, for people, like black people, like that's different. Like right. they don't have the trust in the police. And I, I agree with that. Like their experience is different than white people or even other uh, minorities. It's, right. It's like, yeah, it's just way different and we'll never know it. Right. So I guess my whole my whole like point in bringing it up to begin with um, was just to say, like, I mean, even 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 like non black people like us, like at least from in my case, like we were taught this way. And and, you know, it's not as common to see against, I guess, my my like race particularly. Um, But like my whole point is if I'm being taught like that and, and I'm not black, imagine like growing up in a black household and I've talked to a lot of people about this um actually like they're raised or at least from the people that I've talked to they've told me that like they're raised to fear the police from a young age like like they're like literally scared shitless of the police every time they get pulled over they're scared that something can happen because whenever you hear about a black guy pulling over our police or someone getting shot it's almost always a black person which is ridiculous that that the people that you're supposed to call when when you're in trouble and the people that are supposed to enforce the law are you're like so scared of them it's just i mean it's just so horrible like that that the people that are supposed to protect and serve are the people that are in a way terrorizing you yeah they like don't have a reason to you know like we do to i guess like trust or maybe not even trust in like a video case but at least like not fear for your life and situations right mm-hmm. all right so i guess i guess then um my final question is like what the hell do we do about this because you know i feel like like in my opinion racism is always going to be around uh, just because, I mean, it's been instilled in the roots of our country, unfortunately. And there's always going to be a racist person out there. Like, whether you like it or not, there's no way to stop it. There's no way to change, I guess, everybody's beliefs. But what can we do as, as I guess, a generation and as a nation to stop shit like this from happening? To stop seeing police brutality and 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 shootings and killings of unarmed minorities and black people specifically. Um, what do we do to stop this? How can we change? Because, I mean, I feel like these protests and stuff like that, they've been happening since, literally since I can, the last, like, I, I cannot remember when this wasn't a problem because it's been a problem since we were born. And so what the hell do we do to change it? You know? What do you guys think? Yeah. Do you want to know uh, I don't care. All right, um, I'll take it then. Um, well, I think there are, there are a lot of things. Right? So 
yeah, it's kind of a loaded question. Like, what do we do? And I think one, there's what we're seeing a lot of people do right now is, is donate, protest, sign petitions. Like, those are effective ways, I think, to to make some changes. But um, ultimately, how do we get to the point where we live in a place where we don't have to deal with this kind of stuff anymore? And I think, in my opinion, that comes from having faith in, in our generation. And I think I've, we've seen so many young people, people who are, um, who are out on the streets who are donating our age and they're getting involved and, and there's more and more pressure for them to get involved because, I mean, this year has just been crazy. So I think kids are really responding to that and I think that's that's good because once we get to a point where, you know, right now I think like Congress is like one of the oldest Congresses in history. Like they can't really relate to our generation. So. Um, once we get to that age where like this generation has an opportunity to run for office and, and make the changes and end corruption and, and make all the changes that we need to see, I think that that's what's encouraging. And also, you know, having conversations like this one, like like I understand that Levon and I are on like pretty different ends of this argument, but like I don't think we should shut off that conversation. You know? Right. I think. Like, this conversation in itself is a is a is a good thing because we're bringing together people with different views and saying, okay, what can we agree on? Like throughout this whole conversation, we agreed on a lot of things. Right. You know, one small businesses can. Right. You know, we should fix small businesses. Um, killing is bad. Like those are basic things, but it's hard to know in these times. You know, what can we agree on? Right. It's discouraging a lot of times, but having conversations that are important. Because it's encouraging to see, like, there are things that we agree on, but how do we get to a common place? Right. Oh, uh, well, I think, honestly... Yeah, oh, uh, Levine, I mean, you can go ahead. Uh, let me just say something really quick. I think, um, like, this whole thing is so much bigger than p- politics. This is, like, systematic oppression and racism. Um, and so that's why, you know, when a lot of people have been talking about... They're bringing up political like ideas um, when when like talking about this, and I think they're completely bogus for doing that, because this is a life. This isn't politics. This isn't you know like taxes and stuff like that. This isn't. This is completely. I feel like people should be on the same page. Like this, like this should be something that I guess brings everybody together. Everybody should be on the same page in saying that what happened was wrong instead of trying to turn it in like a political way and which just causes more division. And like, I think people, and I know a lot of, not a really like a lot, a lot of people, um, including a lot of people of privilege, um, like all of us, I mean, we've been privileged enough to live in such a great neighborhood. Um, I think we're doing a really good job of talking about it and, and raising awareness, you know, even if it's not happening in our backyard, but Unfortunately, like a lot of people still out there are are like on completely opposite sides for of the spectrum. Like I think people should be walking together. Like I've seen a lot of police officers and 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 protesters walking together. I think that's the only way we can change is if we're all on the same page that something needs to change. Because as long as in my opinion, as long as there's division and people are like, ah, but this happened, eh, you know, they keep justifying and making excuses. Nothing's ever going to get done because there's always going to be someone like, fuck that. You know what I mean? I think we have to be on the same page and and I don't know what the I guess I don't know what the solution is. I don't know where we go um per se, but 
I think we all need to be in agreement of it because otherwise it's just not going to work. LaVon? Yeah, um, what Adidio was saying about like having conversations with people who don't uh, necessarily see us at the same perspective or viewpoint as you, I think that's key in helping to solve issues like these. Like America's super polarized today, we all know it. Right. And there's a lot of people who are just unwilling to talk to the other side uh, without it getting into like a heated argument where people like get emotional and angry and they don't learn from each other. Right. And then for like the problem of racism, it's such a hard one, I think, because I don't know if there will, will ever be like a racist free America, just because that just be a very hard thing to do. Right. Um, but I do think we're definitely making steps towards that. Um, like you guys were saying, like it's a generation thing. We've come a long way since 10, 20, 30, 40, like 60 years ago, we've come a long way, but there's still a lot to be done. And unfortunately, like the change is slow, but it's definitely coming. And like it's coming because people are pro peacefully protesting, protesting to bring awareness to it. Like it's just things that like people are starting to recognize that it's there. And I think like even the people who aren't, you wouldn't call racist, like there are a lot of people who aren't racist but still prejudices. I think when they start to like realize that they have those internal prejudices and like start to work on them and start to change them, that's when we'll start to see major improvement in the way just how American society functions. Yeah, and I think like, um, like we all agree, like we've all agreed obviously that racism is a problem or you think it's systemic or whether you just think it is a problem that society has. Like, I think regardless of what, I, what you think the specific problem is, like it's time for communities of privilege to step up. And I mean, it's like white people specifically who have always benefited from this, like they need to step up. People who are in privileged, you know, privileged minorities, usually referring to the Asian community who often gets to better ends of the minority stick. Um, like that like I think it's time that those communities say like we're not gonna stand for this anymore and like we're gonna give black people black and brown people a voice because they, they need it, you know. Right. I mean like I like I said, I mean, I really think that the only way uh, to stop this is to get everybody on the same page. And I think one of the problems is like the way you're like the way you're raised and the way like like if your parents are racist and you see how they act then like you're breeding more racists you know what i mean but i think i think what's so good and i know a lot of people like i don't know about you but i've a lot of people have been complaining about like so because it's this is everywhere like everywhere all what's people talking about they're like oh i'm so sick of seeing it but like it needs to be said because for the people everyone needs to hear about this everyone needs to see what's going on because especially people like say they have a racist parents or racist background you know what i mean those kids in that generation needs to know that society is not going to stand for that shit anymore and they need to make their own opinions on things rather than you know like just listening and agreeing with everything that their parents say um and i think that's a big root of the problem um, but like I said, I think once everybody finally gets on the same page, which is way, way easier said than done, but I think everybody needs to be in unison or at least a very vast majority of people need to be in, in standing together because 
like I mean, in unity there's strength. As cliche as that is, it's the truth. And the more like divided we are, the less shit is gonna get done, and and every nothing is gonna change if we're always fighting about like lesser issues, like 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 these riots and stuff like that, rather than a fucking person's life, you know. Mm-hmm. But um. Like, yeah, we all want the same goal. We just gotta figure out. But we 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 all want the same goal, but we each think there are different ways of getting there we have to figure out like what we agree on what to compromise on you know right well i i mean this has been going for like 45 minutes uh i think i i really this was a fucking fantastic conversation thank you both for real um honestly i like i think that the more that we get to talk about it and the more that people more discussions that happen is like the better you know what i mean people need to understand and and i want to thank you both uh for coming on here for real uh helping to raise awareness of this problem even though you guys were on opposite sides of the political spectrum we showed today we proved today that we can come together even if we have beside political beliefs beside we can come together and have the discussion and agree upon that shit needs to fucking change and we're the people that are gonna have to do it so thank you guys so much, seriously. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me and having me on, Amir. It was a blast getting to be able to talk to you guys and agree to disagree and just having like a civil course conversation on issues that we all need to talk about. Lamar's right. Like we, we do need to have these conversations. Um, and I think like our, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful about our generation, what, what we can do. Um, to hopefully, you know, finally do the chance that ooh, I think we all do ultimately want to see. Right. And with that... Well, thanks, thanks for having us. Of course. With that, we are out. Thank you guys so much. If you made it this far, you're the homie. Let's make change happen. Thank you.